This week on the Big Boss Book Club, I'm speaking with Jim from FabTCGCards.com. We're talking the Azalea Cult, we're talking Flesh and Blood, we're talking those damn wonderful welcome cocktails from the Moxie Hotel in Birmingham. All that and more this week on the Big Boss Book Club. Thank you for listening to the Big Boss Book Club. You can support the show in multiple ways, and none of which will require you to spend a penny. The best way of doing this is by following us on social media. You can find us at Big Boss Book Club on Instagram and Facebook, or Big Boss 010 on X. You could also leave a review, give a rating, give the show a like, subscribe, follow on your podcast platform of choice. Or maybe, just to make sure, you could do it on all the podcast platforms. <laughs> As of this season, you can now also catch the show on YouTube. On the Big Boss Book Club YouTube channel, we'll be releasing a slightly edited version of the show the day after the audio version goes live. Please go give the channel a subscribe, hit that notification button to make sure you don't miss out. Any and all support is greatly appreciated. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy the rest of the show. If you're on the lookout for a top quality folder to store your valuable trading cards in, or a deck box to store that fancy new deck you've been building, uh, then check out Voltex. Voltex are a UK based gaming accessories company with a great array of folders, deck boxes, and sleeves on sale. I own one of their Just Pink folders and I, I love it. I keep my main flesh and blood collection in there and I'm super confident that they're nice and safe inside. Uh, my UK listeners can now get 10% off their orders on Voltex.com by using the code BIGBOSSVX at checkout. This not only reduces your costs, but directly helps support this show. If you're listening in the USA, you too can also take advantage of this by using Amazon.com and using the code BIGBOSSVX at checkout, again, for 10% off. This show's producer, Jim, recently bought a bucket load of Voltex gear for his Disney Lorcana and made the massive mistake of forgetting to use the code like a madman. Don't make the same mistake and use the code BIGBOSSVX at checkout. That's B-I-G-B-O. Double S VX at checkout to get 10% off your Voltex products. Voltex.com, protect, organize, play. Welcome back. So you've already seen the title of this week's show, so uh, we'll jump in. Uh, I'm joined by a fantastic guest um, who we're going to chat with about their journey into the world of tabletop gaming. I had the honour of sharing a meal and a few drinks with this individual at The Calling in uh, Birmingham, uh, where we discuss life over the welcome cocktails at the uh, Moxie uh, Hotel. Uh, Co-host of the Azalea Cult, car player, store owner. Um, Jim, welcome to the Big Boss Book Club. How's it going, sir? 
Oh, thank you so much, Tom. It's it's going fantastic. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate the invite and, and being on the cast. And uh, yeah, those welcome cocktails, they were they were something, weren't they? <laughs> That's literally the first thing on my to talk about list. It's literally like those that were I've I've been literally saying to people, there was someone on Aziz Discord was like, Oh, I was in the hotel and I, I didn't like the cocktail. I was just like, What are you? I, on it's me? not possible. It's not possible. It's, <laughs> it was a fantastic so just for people at home, um, it was a, a gin with um infused with tea and it was like fruit juices and then it was like ice and like an orange peel it was it was it was just extraordinary and we i have to admit at first when they said one of the ingredients was tea i was like i don't know about that but oh my gosh it was fantastic yeah yeah like it it blew my mind when they said it's fake i'm not really a gym person i'm more of a more of a whiskey guy this was like oh it's gin i was like oh okay well i'll have it and then wow yeah (laughs) and, and the fact that we both managed to well i mean you technically shouldn't have had one anyway but that bar staff in that hotel were just like looking around very shadily walking away and then coming back with the glasses like oh, oh they treated so us much. really well it was a fantastic hotel yeah i would massively recommend that hotel actually i i um and i'm glad i made the swap to there because we were in a different hotel to start with and we moved we moved to that oh. one um oh, interesting it was only because a friend of mine cancelled so we were going to go as three originally and then uh, a friend of mine cancelled so i was like okay we'll get two room and that room was cheaper so we're like we'll cancel the other room get this room and then so originally we i think we were in the hilton i think originally and then it's like oh okay actually we're in here now and i'm like oh if i'm ever going down to birmingham again it's it's, it's the uh, moxie yeah. it's the moxie <laughs> um so also actually yeah. before we do go any further second point on my to talk about list before we get into questions was uh wanted to thank you for choosing uh my sharpened karambit as the uh as your your winner for the azalea colts uh choose a bow uh create a bow competition i know it wasn't a bow but i think a knife was far more suited to uh <laughs> the argument yeah just something that we really wanted to so you know that had a lot mm. to do with it but it was a great creation Oh yeah, do you know what you know? The funny thing is, I used to I used to sit and do like so I used to play WWE Raw Deal, and I used to sit and me and my friends and we would come up with like fantasy cards all day, and I still love doing it now to a degree. But um, yeah, it was fun. But yeah, very much. Thank you for uh, for for choosing that. I, I was like, way, and then Kel oh, was no. like, oh, it, the, the, con- the whole contest was awesome. Like I, I personally, I'm not that much of a creative type and being able to come up with things like that from from scratch on my own. So Mm. just seeing how creative everybody else was, uh, was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we we actually should probably do that again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think he did another one, didn't he? Was it, was it an arrow? Create an arrow. I think there was one. There was the, the weapon and then arrow is, uh, the two that we've done from what I recall, but you'll have to ask as if, uh, we can, uh, you know, spin it up some other way. I don't know. Um, I'm still, you know, some people did go crossbow instead of bow, but like, I still would like to see a one-handed crossbow to have that offhand. So maybe we could do a crossbow contest or something. Uh, that could be pretty cool, actually. Like a little Huntress thing. Like, or two, two crossbow, two uh, one-handed crossbows. Yeah, that's your, you know, go Huntress. Get your poison, do, do that or have a melee in a crossbow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And cool. So we'll jump into questions. Um, yeah. Like I said before we started, nothing uh, totally out of, uh, out of side. Um question i used to usually like to open with is how did you get into tabletop gaming what's your what is your in what's your uh, startup in it yeah absolutely so um actually the uh i grew up um kind of before uh video games really got too uh popular i mean we had the nes and that was about it um okay i did have an nes um but it was not really we played it kind of like on the weekend or whatever 
um, my group of friends that I had at the time, we were getting into D and D and that was actually my four way into tabletop okay. was D and D. Um, we just, we didn't know what we were doing. We were trying to figure <laughs> it out and just having fun really. Uh, but, and also that was during an era that D and D wasn't well tolerated here in the States. Um, this was kind of the, uh, uh early nineties and it was, uh, kind of basically equated to like devil worship. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, once some of our parents found out we were doing that, we had to, we had to kind of either hide it or get rid of it. Yeah. Th- th- that's, um, that's something that's brought up a, a randomly completely random stranger things in season three. That's three actually four. That, that showed at home for me quite a bit. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause when I first saw it and they were like, Oh, it's these, these devil worshippers. I thought that can't be it. So it actually was like a real thing. No, it, People it seriously associate was, it. Uh, especially, I don't know if it was nationwide, but I'm, I'm from the Southern U S and uh, kind of, we call it part of that, the Bible belt. And um, okay. there was a lot of, uh, not just with that, like there was a lot of anti, um, some of the music, like you shouldn't listen to hard music or, you know, much less metal, uh, just like a heavy rock or anything like that. They were condemning and, um, it, it was not, it was not good. Um, no. where it's gotten a lot better. Like that's unfortunately infor- kind of passed over. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's why we didn't really, we, that was the first, but it didn't last very long because we eventually had to, to give it up. So we did, um, huh. We started just doing some tape, like regular board games and things to pass the time. But then I did get into magic, actually. Um, so uh, that was my first card game. Uh, and I was in it for only a couple of years in high school. Um, when I was leaving for college, uh, basically, uh, when I got there, I didn't I couldn't find anybody that played like um they didn't really have a local game store uh, like I had um, that was least close to me uh, that I had had back home. Uh, and then people in my dorm that I was in and stuff had, oh, yeah, had never, a lot of people had never even heard of it. Um, so I, I just uh, ended up putting the cards away and I sold them eventually. Okay. Um, yeah, probably a big mistake, I'm sure. I say anything in there you think that could have been a big value card now? I truthfully can't even remember a, a lot of what lotus. I had. I know I didn't have a lotus. Yeah, I know I didn't have a lotus. But I don't remember. Like, I don't think I had any of the Power Nine. So, because um, I probably would have kept them just because they were the, what they were. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, and then I gave up cards for a long time. I did okay. eventually get into uh, PC gaming quite a bit at college. So I got into um, okay. EverQuest right as that had started. So uh, I played a massive that massive multiplayer on play, online role playing game or whatever MMORPG. Oh, okay, I was going to say I don't, I'm not. It's not one I've heard of. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, with you. it was a really big one, at least in the US. Uh, um, technically, it wasn't the first because Ultima Online was the first, but that was like 2D, and EverQuest was the first 3D MMORPG, um, and it uh, went on for a while. I think it launched in '97 or '98, uh, something like that, and I played that for a great deal through college but also i got more into video games more into computer gamings in general and i really uh i did that for a while um it much a little bit later in life graduated college get a job you know that kind of thing uh i as i started to have a little more free time uh, i wanted to get back into tabletop games and actually covid was a catalyst for that too it's just kind of craving that human interaction not the virtual interaction through games and things okay um, i thought that could be a way to really kickstart that me getting back into in-person 
because I have a lot of game stores near me now where I live now. So I was like, oh, I could go to game stores and get back into some social gaming, uh, in-person gaming rather. Uh, so yeah, I um, was looking actually to get back into magic and I was a little intimidated. Uh, I was, uh, okay. um, well, it was, was nothing that? like what I remembered. Uh, it was the whole like sets coming out every couple of months. Uh, the card pool was massive compared to, you know, or and all the different game types. None of that existed when I was playing. Like it was just one game, yeah. you know, essentially. Uh, and so I just, I was like, this is overwhelming. I don't, I don't know if I can get into it. Um, but I was still going to give it a try. However, in that research, uh, I found flesh and blood and this was, okay. um, it was actually Rudy. Uh, I was watching some of his videos about magic and uh, he had did, did a video basically saying, Hey, I got sent this stuff from legend story and it was the alpha welcome brave or whatever. Uh, okay. Yep. And started uh, uh, talking about it. And, I, and as soon as he said, uh, this is kind of like Diablo meets magic or something. And I was like, I love the video game Diablo. So um, I, I was like, well, that's, that's enough. Like I need to go check it out. Uh, and so, yeah, I just did a little research. It was actually pretty hard to find in the U S at the time I had to mm. order some. Um, I actually ended up making friends with, um, Bill from Reaper games. Uh, he's a, got a game store in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, and, uh, they ship worldwide. They also make Rip, Reaper minifigures for anybody that does D and D and uses minifigures. Nice. Um, they're pretty big with that, but, uh, uh, he would ship me product. Um, and then eventually, uh, you know, I had a local store and that's actually what, you know, I'm sure we'll get into later, but what drove me to start the, the online shop that I have. Uh, and yeah, that, that kind of was, uh, has been the driver for my, uh, it's my tabletop gaming lately is just flesh and blood. Oh, wow. Although so, I cause... still do, I got, I did I left that out. I, I did, um, meet a crew at work that does D and D. So I got back into that and I do a oh, weekly D and D game now. Ah, oh, nice, fair play. We, we, I've a couple of things. So, we've just started yeah. one in Aziz Discord. Um, I say we've just started it. I didn't even get to the first session. I couldn't get there. So, yeah, I was like, oh, great. So, I'm, I'm so gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm hoping I can get to the second one. Um, and it'd be the first time I'm ever playing D and D. I've never played it. Like, I've had a couple of friends who've been like suggesting it, like, oh, we could play yeah. or we could we could do a game, and nothing's just ever panned out from it. So as yeah. soon as like um, Andrew from from Asis Discord was like, "Hey, I want to set up yeah. a game. Who's interested?" I was like, "You know what? Throw my name in the hat. I'll I'll get involved." Um, but but I know what you mean. We said about like um, coming back into game. So Magic isn't my game. Um, not really. A, uh, Black Lotus is literally the only card I could probably tell you, and that's just because I know how famous it is. But sure. uh, for me, it was Yu Gi Oh. So I I okay. I'm like 2003. I get into Yu Gi Oh. It's pretty much strict. It's like the first set, so I'm like in the you know floor one. So from the ground floor, basically. Yeah, yeah. ground floor. Yeah, uh, not floor one. Who am I kidding? Um, then, <laughs> then um, I I go to uni, and then I'm I'm kind of coming back. I'm playing with my cousin and his stepson, and and it's it's all very 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 friendly, all very very casual. Um, how can we play just like they do in the TV show? And then and then. Me and I come back from uni to any 2010. Me and a friend of mine says, Hey, I'm going to go play. In, I've not played in a Yu Gi Oh tournament in ages. I'm going to go play in one. Do you want to come with me? I'm like, eh, Okay, I've got a free Saturday. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, This game is not the game that I started playing back in like 2003. And now it's even further away from where that game was. 
and I hated that version of the game. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's Almost very a daunting. similar experience then, just yeah. with Yu-Gi-Oh instead of Magic. Yeah, it's it's so daunting when you see it and you're like, yeah. I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, these three cards like in every deck, and and each copy is like fifty quid. You're like, you know what? There's, there's the expense value to it, side to it as well. Which like I barely get to play this game. I'm not spending 150 pound on three copies of a card that I I will probably never never really want to use. Oh, for sure. Um, so, so oh, so well, actually, not knocks a couple of questions I had out because I was going to ask you if you played any of them. In a, did you ever play Magic in a competitive way? No, like in a real no, no, hardcore. No. Yeah, I um at the time I don't even think we in my little group of friends that we were playing I don't think we even looked into how to do that. No, um, we were quite literally tabletop playing like that's all it ever became uh and i actually went to um the high school that i went to uh was a was residential so like i lived in a dorm and uh in the dorm is where we would play it so like it was you know that this is also not to date myself that we didn't have internet in the dorms you know we had (laughs) you know uh there wasn't a whole lot of other to do other than um do things like that play games or get you know get into trouble (laughs) like it um, yeah well well i suppose in that way then that play answers the next question because i was going to say were you saying about D, what were people's thoughts on magic because surely some of the i know red zone rogue said when we spoke there were some people who were like what is this devil worship you you're, you're playing here um I, I suppose you probably didn't have to worry about that if you're in a dorm yeah no i'm trying to remember i think my parents then knew that i was buying the card packs and things but i don't think they looked into it or like paid enough Mm. attention to it to have to form that opinion and and then exactly me being away um like i'd come home fairly often um but uh and doing it in the dorm they just they never saw us playing it okay how far away was the school from your home then an hour Okay. Yes, yeah, so there wasn't a. Oh, we'll just nip round, see him. What is this devil worship? You're. Yeah. <laughs> what are these? What are? Why are there skulls on these cards? Um. Oh, wow. It was also actually. only my last two years of high school, so oh, okay. uh, yeah, it wasn't a full uh, high school experience. Oh, okay. Fair play. Um. So flesh and blood, then. So yeah. we'll we'll dive in. Um. What's the first? Because you said you did some research and came into it. So what? What was? So we've had the Rudy video. What what came after that? Was it like where to buy? What what was that sort of process? Uh, yeah, I basically I scoured YouTube to find as much other info I could find. That's actually how I eventually linked up with both Kel and Steven. Uh, they were okay. two of the first to really start making videos about Flesh and Blood that I found, at least. Um, other than a you know some New Zealand creators. Um, the uh so yeah i actually um linked up with them i'm I'm good friends with them still from doing uh that initial connection um and they uh, actually it was steven i think that pointed me because he lives in that same area as bill from reaper games and i believe it may have been him trying to remember if it probably was that uh referred me to him and said oh you can get product from him like he supports it he runs events or whatever uh so that started me getting product um at that point, uh, obviously, it was still we were kind of um, either I think we were starting to lock down at that point. So uh, I was trying mm-hmm. to solicit some of my local game stores to to get into it. Mm-hmm. So like I would take the product I had bought and I'd bring it to the store and be like, hey, check out this game. You know, you guys should carry this. And I was, you know, other people that were there, I'd try to get them into playing the game. Um, 
eventually when one of the local game stores did start carrying it, I made an effort once we could show up in person. There was a little time before that. It was actually, we could show up. I want to say we were there. I remember being there in person with Arcane Rising released. So they okay. may have started. We just had the rest- we had to wear the masks and had to like, you know, follow all the, the spacing and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, so we were in in store in a local game store just before Arcane Rising's release, uh, and from that it was a there was only like six seven eight of us and we got really close. We still are close. Like we still um, talk. Uh, we had, we formed basically a local community on Discord. We formed a Facebook group nice. for the local area, the metro area. We have a website for the local metro area, and we did all of that to help basically help spread the game in our in our you know kind of general area and help people coordinate. Um, and I, I think it has, I, I mean, I know it's helped. It's helped uh, bring people together. We, I mean, it's still, especially the Discord channel is used to help everybody know what store has what armor events on what night, you know, um, organize like where the tournaments are when they, when the um, skirmishes or the pro quests come up, et cetera. So nice. uh, it's used pretty extensively. Uh, and that's, we started going as well. Um, so yeah, we uh, once I, I spent a lot of time uh, doing that, helping put that together uh, with others, that community resource uh, uh, s- stuff, and then I was going every every weekend I could <laughs> to uh, play uh, at the one game store that had it. Uh, and then as things started opening up more, uh, we had some more stores getting on board, um, and I I started coming just to my closer local game store uh, regularly. Um, then unfortunately, um, I, my, for my work, I travel quite a bit, which is why I got to see you guys in the UK. Um, and, uh, the travel, uh, was off. Like I wasn't traveling because of COVID. So I had all this time to do all of that. Um, but as I've been traveling more, uh, resuming uh, travel for work, I haven't got to give as much as I'd like to locally, but, uh, every time I can, I do. That's pretty cool though, isn't it? So yeah, because when I see, I got in through Team Covenant, so I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm not. Really... I have a sub with them actually. As soon oh, as they, st- they announced well. that, yeah, uh, I got really excited about it, and I still have it. I still have. I do a case through them, so they send me a case. You know, I have a case subscription or whatever. So, oh, nice. You see, I, I had considered it at one point, but between the cost of the taxes that get added on at the end plus delivery yeah. charge, it, it, it was like you might as well just get somebody from the UK. <laughs> they were looking to do UK distribution at one point, but I don't think it ever, I don't think it's. I remember them as uh, Zach or somebody uh, over there talking about that. So it never yeah. came to fruition. I, I think it did, but I think it was only with some tokens. So I actually bought a set of their flesh and blood tokens through their UK um, distribution. Oh, okay. Um, and I mean, they're beautiful. Uh, yeah, I have them. Uh, I picked them up as well. So uh, yeah, they, are, they are really good. Between them and the, the metal, I use a combination of them and the metal fab tokens. Okay. You see, I've, I, as, weird as, it's, as bad as it's going to sound, I don't use their tokens. Um, ah. I use um, buy the same token. Mm-hmm. And actually, since I won a metal fab token resource uh, coin through... Um, uh, the flesh and common blood league yeah. i i pretty much don't even i only really use by the same token stuff now for like the plus damages or on hits or right. armor tokens um the, the the thingy uh the team covenant tokens came at the end and it was kind of a impulse buy and sure. then when i got them i was like 
I don't really need these. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've kind of bought them and and I actually have a set of tokens that work perfectly fine as they are. Um, yeah. And I was like, well, I might as well just keep using them, keep the Team Covenant tokens safe and in the bag. And then at some point when these tokens are starting to fall apart or chip away or whatever, I can replace them then with the Team Covenant tokens. Um, yeah. But the Metal Fab tokens are, are pretty... Uh, oh, absolutely! Pretty beautiful. Um, I got the I, specifically the, the 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 tunic one because I am terrible about forgetting my tunic trigger. So I figured the big old token the, would help me. The dice, the dice one, or no, 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 the metal token, the one that's yeah. got uh, Fiandol on it on the front, uh, and it's you know a big rectangular chunk of metal. It's you know <laughs> it's gorgeous, but it's uh, also helpful to look at and know that I need to flip it. Yeah, <laughs> to, you know, indicate a trigger. Because uh, um, I know uh, they've, they've, doing, they've done a dice now where it's got the, it's like one, two, three. Because um, ha- Hamish from Push the Point, Push Point has yeah. been doing sort of UK distribution for them. And oh, cool. It was, <laughs> I, I didn't actually mention this in episode one of the season where we talked about the Birmingham Nationals, uh, the Leeds Nationals. But literally like we were in the, the Holiday Inn. We weren't even staying there. We were just there because it was, that's where we knew most players were going to be. Um, and we were sat just having some food because we'd been and grabbed some food and we were just having a pint. And then Hamish comes in and clearly people were waiting for him because they were like waving at him and stuff. And, and he was like, yeah. listen guys, I'll be, even my mate Martin was like, Hey Michelle, I want to speak to you about some tokens. And he went, guys, I'll be back in a minute. And literally this guy comes down with this bag, plunks it on a table, opens up. He's got all these little sealed, clear, sealable, bags and he's putting them on the table and people are gathering around (laughs) literally that's what it was like it's like we're like i looked at him and i was like dude you look like you're literally selling like someone from the hotel is going to come over and be like what's this guy doing yeah exactly (laughs) or worse they'll just call the cops straight on you (laughs) yeah and please don't come in excuse me sir what are you selling i'm selling tokens um and yeah but he he, it looked like they they did some good business like he he people were like bing 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 just just taking my mate martin got um a massive coin he wanted a smaller one as well um i was like i'm not i can't buy any more tokens i bought one of the um debt boxes the uh the the rune art house syndicate debt boxes and i was like oh those are sick yeah i mean it is beautiful um i think i think they took my video uh, the wrong way because i say at the beginning oh, i stupidly made this purchase but it's not stupid as in i thought it was a stupid thing to buy i thought it was a stupid thing to buy because i didn't really have the money to do it i wanted sure, to sure. buy it just didn't really have the money to do it but yeah um, that was a pretty cool uh, unboxing by the way that's all oh that. thank you um and the product is uh, that was the first real close-up i'd seen of the product as well so it was gorgeous i'd not seen anybody else do one to be honest hank yeah. did like a, a box open from goblin reserve but it was like yeah maybe like five six seconds i wanted to actually open it in front of people and show it and actually have that experience because that was the first time i'd opened the box i'd not i'd literally left it overnight i'd had it since the day before i'd mm-hmm. unsealed it so i could open it on the film but i I'd, I'd not opened the box i'd not taken it out so that was the first time looking at it in person so i was like is <laughs> is the yeah such a beautiful box um i actually can't wait to use it but but yeah the the but sort of tokens are like yeah the metal fat tokens are are really good i think they've got some really good um products the dice are a bit pricey but but they look really good oh yeah <laughs> there's, there's nothing really i mean you get what you pay for 
That's it. And to be honest, that's why I've sort of gone with buy the same token in the UK. Because buy the same token, they do some really, really nice tokens. And the tokens look really nice. They did the they were the guys who did the on hits for the Birmingham calling event. The the on hit token. Um they were the guys who did that. All right, slight technical error, but we are back. Um, so we're jumping back into the uh, the train of thought that uh, has now dissipated from, from from before we cut. Um, the Zayla cult. What? So my question originally was, um, who's the best hero in Flesh and Blood, and why is it Azalea? <laughs> yeah, well, that's why the Azalea cult exists to try to prophesize that Azalea is the best hero out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, it almost came true actually for a little while there, but it, no, it's oh, it yeah. really, is it's just a long ongoing meme. Um, we like her just because of the, you know, the, she's got so much character to her so much mm. um, that, that there is to like. Uh, and then uh, me personally, like I, I, I knew I wanted to play her right from the start when arcane rising came out okay. just because she was a ranger. It was much less who she was just that it's a ranger character. And I really like, the ranger class um, okay. just in other games and things so uh, I, I was like i'm trying her immediately and then once the lore started to come out i'm just like oh my goodness she's a badass like mm-hmm. uh totally and so and, and then being the underdog that's what made it even more fun so like nobody plays her nobody's backing her so uh no. you know i'm not i had already known i don't have the time uh, uh to play competitively so yeah. uh, i said i'm gonna be a pretty casual player might as well play a hero that i really really like in i don't really care if i'm don't have a winning record just so that i'm having fun yeah see i i'm the same with viscerai like i i well i have a bit of a weird one so when i <laughs> well when i when i started playing it reiner was the hero that got me to buy sure because I like the look of Rhino. i like the idea of just this randomness this big beefy oh, yeah. attacks big. um Big random chunks, yeah. That's it. I just thought this is this is the type of hilarity that I like. Then when I actually started buying packs, it was Arcane Rising. Um and I was like, this Dash character seems interesting. So I was like looking at deck lists, trying to find out what people were playing. I was like, dash, 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 dash. Then I bought yep. packs and every card just seemed to be Rune Blade. Okay. Like any anything that was decent seemed to be rune blade so sure. i was like okay well, who's this viscerai guy then and viscerai it's like oh you're a sword guy but you're firing magical attacks at the same time it's like oh that seems really cool actually so i sort of went all in on 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 viscerai but me and viscerai have a love-hate relationship where i really love him <laughs> but he absolutely hates me and anytime i turn up to an event playing as viscerai i just don't i like so many naught threes naught fours is just embarrassing um and so yeah so big so unfortunately i, I think we had the same as and i relationship with azalea love her she hates us but we could like it that way <laughs> yeah 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 i mean um I, yeah i get it it's just it's nice in flesh and somehow in flesh and blood that that people can have that affinity to a hero like obviously we're doing oh, yeah. um bravo bros me as and, and mm-hmm. pascal um i i really love doing that i like Bravo always feels like there's never really much to talk about. It's like Bravo just turns up and he hits people with a hammer. Sometimes he wins, sometimes he loses, but he still just hits people with a hammer. Um, 
there's questions you He's can a ask. Slightly more consistent brute. <laughs> yes, that's it. You know, he doesn't need to worry about discarding cards. He's just going to swing the six every turn, regardless, um, and he doesn't care. Um, but yeah, so so out of all the heroes in Arcane Rising, like okay, Azalea, we're going to roll with that. So what's the like for the Rangers? What so is that an option in D and D? Because I'm not going to lie, I've, I literally was just like. I don't know much about D and D. I literally was like, "Is this is this the type of character I can play?" And Andrew went, "Yes." And I went, "That's the character I'm going to play as." And I didn't really look too much into anything else. It's Ranger. Sure. Well, if it helps, uh, kind of envision some of it. D and D kind of really started um, using Lord of the Rings, the Tolkien's novels, as a lot okay. of inspiration. So a lot of the classes and uh, races and everything from Tolkien's world carried over into D and D, and then they've just built on it. Um, so yes, there is rangers uh, in D and D. Um, I played a ranger in EverQuest. Um, I've you know played rangers in uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, okay. So yeah, it just I, I don't know. I liked shooting arrows and uh, having a pet in World of Warcraft. Like that was fun. So um, I I've always just liked almost exclusively ranged characters. Like if I'm not playing a ranger, I play a wizard or a sorcerer or something um, arcane. Uh, just it's just been my play style. Like I didn't care for toe to toe melee characters. Okay. If you play Kano, I have not even bothered to try to figure out Kano. Um, <laughs> if he was a little easier for me to sit down and learn in one session how to play, then maybe. Uh, but he obviously requires uh, quite the uh, learning curve, more so than the other classes, and I just haven't mm. committed. Yeah, yeah. I've I've only ever actually played against Kano once, and that was actually at the um oh, the Leeds Battle Hand beginning of the year. And I mean I was playing as I mean I had A B one. I was playing as Briar and I won. the guy just was like doing all this stuff and he's like, Yeah, it hasn't worked out for me and I was just like Sure. So so, yeah. so I win, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you win." I can't do enough damage to you to kill you before yeah, your attack hits me and kills me. Exactly. And I was just like, "No, I um, I'm <laughs> same as you when I uh, have had to play in the few callings. Like when I go and I play in that, and I only play in the side events generally. I don't play in the main tournaments. But mm-hmm. when I play a Kano, I'm just trusting what they're doing. I have no idea. Um, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, slowly I can I know the cards well enough at this point that I know kind of what they're doing, but. Kano mm. dedicated Kano players play so fast um, that it's oh, hard yeah. for me to keep up with uh, what exactly they're doing. So I just trust them. It's like, you know what? Just tell me when I'm dead or that I win and we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me know when I need to do anything that, that activates my AB, um, my Arcane Barrier. Yeah, just, just let me know and I'll see what. Because I basically, I remember looking at this guy and him saying, okay, I'm going to have to start doing my ability. And he, and he started like pitching and, and banishing cards. And oh, I literally yeah. just said to him, I was like, I can do. I can block four. I have four pitch. I only have AB one. I can stop one off four attacks. Right. That's it. It's like, if you can do, I think it was on like maybe 26 life. It's like, if you can do like 35, 32, 35 damage, I am dead. And he was just like, please let me do 35. Please let me do 35. He's like, yeah, I can do like 24. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, you ain't killing me, mate. And you're like, I think he was on something like three, four life. And I just played a, a pumped up swarming gloom veil because I had nothing left. I was yeah. just like, I just nimbleism swarming gloom veil. Mary, <laughs> let's 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 go for it. It's a six damage attack. It's I'm praying to God it'll 
he'll do something. Um, and the guy was like, yeah, you you win. And I was like, whoa. The guy next to me was looking out over at us going, Ooh, that was a that was a close one. It's like, how come you're only running AB1? I was like, well, I'm going to kill or be killed. I'm not, I'm not here to yeah. pitch my deck. No, that's here to right attack. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Playing Redline. Redline Briar. I'm not here to... Here for first, a good time. Actually, my first uh, Kano interactions were with uh, Steven or DM Armada. Um, okay. When we went to some of those earlier events together uh, with uh, he, Kel, and I in the room, he was really uh, he he followed Kano for quite a bit um, at the beginning okay. uh, and was learning him and playing him. And so we'd sit just in the hotel room and play some games, and he we'd whip up on me. Um, of course, had Azalea or whoever we had like sitting around, and and he was uh, he picked on it picked up on it pretty quick so most of what i did learn initially about kano was playing him oh wow fair play fair play how did you get to meet as then how does that come how does that uh partnership through, uh, through azalea through the love of azalea so he uh, had kind of latched onto her um as did i and i think what really was kind of one of the main catalysts was um i started using uh the azalea cult hashtag uh to do um i was doing these like tweets with azalea the card like in different settings and scenes and like i did a big run of them during one of my disney trips where i was taking picture of the azalea card in various disney locations and rides and things um and that's awesome we i think it i think i'm pretty sure he reached out to me and was like oh my he's like dude fellow azalea cult lover like we should actually Mm -hmm form this thing like what do you think about doing you know an azalea cult and uh i was all about it so um i didn't have the 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 time or the the even the knowledge to set up the um youtube etc um i I kind of trickled into that uh streaming etc so he did all the work he did all the legwork of setting it up uh you know hosts it on his channel does all that um i just you know join in and commentate so it's mostly as his work there um but i'm happy to join him and we have a blast with it um that if you saw the most recent spoiler um that as had uh it was a skit and he he let me basically uh participate with him uh to to tease it and then and then uh spoil it and man that was fun and i i think it came out really amazing so if you haven't seen uh as a spoiler for it was for the quiver um then definitely uh, of abyssal depth sorry the quiver of abyssal depths yeah. uh if you haven't seen it go check it out because it was it was a good deal of effort and it turned out really awesome ah nice See, yeah because um i i just actually have to try and think about i don't even know how i came across as um it doesn't feel like something that would happen because i i'm was not an Azalea player no, I honestly don't know. Hmm. Maybe Twitter, X, whatever it wants to call itself now. Um, yeah. It's going to be the site formerly known as Twitter for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I this, um, so I was uh, recording with um, my other friend Jim uh, last night. Actually, not last night, the night before, and that'll be on after this episode. So that'll be in the future. And he was like, "Oh, I'm on Twitter," and I was just like, "Oh, excuse me, what, what's Twitter? I don't know what you're on yeah, about." Yeah. And he's like, I'm not calling it X. I was like, it yeah. says X. The logo says X. Yeah. <laughs> not retweets anymore. It's reposts. <laughs> oh, I, was like, I didn't even think about that. How funny. 
<laughs> he was like, I'm not calling it, not calling it X. I'm like, oh, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> what, like, what do you say instead of I'm tweeting something out? You can't say I'm Xing it. Like, what, wasn't, how does that wasn't work? It, wasn't it something like an uh, uh, X claim or it's something like that? Something along the lines oh, that it was supposed gosh, to be, I it. think. Yeah, that didn't catch on. Clean. <laughs> no, no, it's it's definitely not catching on. It's definitely not catching on. I don't think that's going to be. Uh, um, it, it wouldn't actually surprise me if if they change the name back. It really wouldn't surprise me. Give it twelve months, maybe a slightly tweaked logo. You know, what, yeah, maybe I don't know because Musk. I I don't know. <laughs> he can be unpredictable sometimes. True. True. He's yeah. It's nuts. People, I know people, like, I, I don't know. It still feels like the same place. You can change the name of it. It, it, it. Go on Twitter. What I kind of foresee is maybe he will get it to a point to where it's profitable and then he'll sell it. And then whoever mm. buys it will change it back to Twitter. Maybe yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. Do you think that's what it's going to do then? Just, uh, I know we're not talking about flesh, but it's fine. Uh, do you think that's, that's the thingy there's because obviously when he bought it it was in a massive black hole um because of the actual morons who were running it but like do you think that's the goal like hey i'm gonna just make this a money maker and as soon as it's in the black i'm like getting i don't know i'm trying to think of a property developer in my brain now (laughs) strike to come in and put it up for sale get people this is the the ex offices would you like to look around and... sure i mean i don't i'm not even going to begin to think that i can guess what musk is going to do but uh I, I, he is a businessman and he's in it to make money so uh, i could see it that um i mean i guess one of the reasons he said he bought it was he wanted to make it a more free speech platform or whatever mm, uh, i get that so he uh has made changes to the censors and whatever uh but mm. um i think after a while, it, it's a challenge for him, like to make it profitable. Um, mm. If it does not become profitable, I think he'll dump it. Um, if it uh, does, then I think he'll eventually sell it. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's one of the issues, isn't it? Because there's been like, um, what do you allow? What do you not allow? And then it's like, well, oh, yeah. if you're a free speech platform, technically you need to allow everything. Yeah. But then actually. You can't really allow everything right, because right. <laughs> because there's some things that you you do need to be like, hey, come on, probably shouldn't be saying that. And yeah, yeah there's lots of arguments about it. It's obviously, we're going to deep depth, but yeah, like it is. It's interesting. When I first heard he was buying it, I was like, come on, dude, just yeah. just 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 keep trying to launch spaceships. <laughs> just yeah. someone's got seems, to build the USS Enterprise, that, uh, but whatever. Yeah. It yeah. is interesting though because flesh and blood, uh, just to I guess to kind of turn it back into that, <laughs> it is um a hundred percent like the biggest communities on Twitter. So or X. See, still doing it. Um yeah. so I what will happen to the flesh and blood community eventually? Like if it does fail or whatever, like where would it go? So because it is just so easy to follow and interact with everybody on that platform. Yeah, so actually, it's funny you say that, actually, because I always do it on Bravo Bros, and I'm, re- I'm relied now. Pascal and Ars always look to me to, to provide them the update. The Hive Social is still active. Remember when everyone was going to Hive Social, Twitter was being abandoned. Everyone was moving to Hive Social. That lasted. I didn't realize it, it actually ever took off. It, it didn't. I think it got like maybe a few thousand additional people it may be its first 48 hours or something. And then after that, it's like threads. Everyone's like, yeah. I'm going to threads. 
no one's gone to threads. Everyone's yeah. back on Twitter slash X. It, it never will. The only reason I haven't um, deleted my Hive social account is because it's the only place where Zach Bond follows me. Um, oh, so that's I'm, funny. I'm, I'm outright refusing to get rid of it <laughs> because it's the only place I can say that Zach Bond follows me. Um, awesome. and, if I, and if I can one day get him to follow me on X, I'll delete Hive social in a minute. There you go. <laughs> or Instagram. If you follow me on one of them two platforms, I will. Well, Zach I'll, Covenant, you heard it. Help yeah. get this man off of Hive. Off Hive Social. And at the end of every Bravo Bros, it's always like, Tom, what's the update? Is Hive Social still there? I'm like, it is still there. <laughs> um, like, as put like a, he just wrote on there, like, I think it was something like anal. He just wrote anal. And that was the post. And there was only like two people who liked it, me and Pascal. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> just like, there you go. Okay, oh it's like there's, there's no there's no one on there. Yeah, and Threads was the same thing. Everyone's like, oh, I'm leaving now. I'm going to Threads. Two days later, posting back on X again. It's like, yeah, I I didn't try it myself, <laughs> but I had a close friend that did. And he just he actually said that there was a lot of functionality missing. That he said it wasn't ready. Like there wasn't enough features oh. there. So that's it, isn't it? I mean, it, it was it was launched as a, a rival thing. It was never gonna. It was never. It was clearly rushed out. Yeah, I think, but that's a good question though. I mean, Discord is is something, I guess, but the problem we it's not as centralized. Like you have, uh, you know, pockets of fab uh, groups all over the place, um, but mm. there's not really even the main community one. Um, after kind of the Wall Street uh, fallout thing, a lot of people left it, so it's not fully complete either. So Wall Street fallout thing. Yeah, there was, I don't actually have the full details, but there was um, a channel in the main uh, Fab community discord that was called mm. Wall Street or uh, yeah. something along those lines. And apparently, I don't know exactly what happened, but um, Rudy he actually did a video about it and said something that was being posted in there that was, uh, I don't know if it was slamming him or, or calling him out or something. Um, and he basically uh, did a, a thing in his Patreon that said, anybody that's in that channel, you can, uh, you're no longer a Patreon of mine. Like I'm banning you or whatever. And everybody freaked out. Um, so there was, you know, and I'm definitely, wow. uh, you know, not fully filling all that in because I don't have all the details, but um, uh, yeah, it, it, oh, wow. I know a lot of people left uh, because of that. Um, and uh, I'm still in it, but I actually, I have to admit, I rarely go check through it. Um, I'm mostly in, um, as is Discord, uh, if I'm on Discord, um, mm. and uh, uh, spending time there, as well as my local DC area Discord. So those are the two that I spend the most time in. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I'm mainly in as is. I, I don't even have the UK one, because there was like a load of hoo-ha about that. And I remember a while ago, something about, the, it was a store that was running it. The store were getting rid of it. They they sold it on to another store, and nobody liked the store they were selling it to. And and I was just like, I I, I why am I getting all these notifications? And I just left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like bye. Still in the still in the globe like the normal the big global one. Then um, I'm in as this Discord, and then I'm in the Flesh and Common Blood. I'm in quite a few Discords. Oh, I'm in quite a few. Too. Way too many. I'll, I'll pop in, but those are the ones I primarily uh, spend time in. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That makes sense. It does make sense. I wish there was a more local, local one. To be honest, because yeah, the, the problem I have is that I have to drive like forty minutes to get to a once a month armory, um, and it, there's yeah, no, no fun. there's no local 
there's no way to get like a local thing really driven. Even though saying that though, there is more players in crew now than there was like 12 months ago. Uh, 12 months ago, it was me on my own. Now there's like four. So it's like, well, honestly, know. that's kind of how we started. Like I was driving mm-hmm. that store that I was going to, that was the only one in the DC area that had, it, it was about 45 minute drive for me. Um, so I was doing that over and over. Um, and then uh, it was just the, our, my more local community started really small, uh, but, we we set up all that stuff anyway we were like just even though there was two or three of us we started a discord and now it's got a hundred and something people in it oh so nice it just organically will grow as long as there's people jumping in and playing the game yeah so because i haven't been for for a few months because with having the new baby and, and stuff it's just oh, not I been know how it's not is. been reasonable um but i'm hoping the end of september uh to start going back again and my understanding is it's gone from if we're fully stocked, which in Touchwood we should be, um, it's gone from me, the store owner, and like Andrew Mason, who gets into Aziz Discord. It's gone from like three of us to between 10 and 12 people, which is absolutely fantastic. And I think yeah. for an armory, I think that's got to be on par in the UK. Yeah. It's got to be on par with, with like the bigger armor is um which i know it's only once a month but it feels like that's good especially if we can make that consistent and have that level sure. i and... mean it's all relative to the player base um how many people are you going to get uh they i mean, what was the did you see the manila armory that they tweeted about the other day uh, flesh and blood no no S- something crazy like 70 something people to a weekly armory like uh, in manila which is a very large city uh, so it, you know it's got to be kept into perspective. However, that's awesome. Like, but I say yeah, massive. for a week later, that there's definitely not enough promos in that prize kit to cover all them people. Uh, no. <laughs> that's that's hopefully, it. Uh, hopefully, um, the distributor and LSS were aware and they got multiple prize kits or something like that. But I hope knows. so. Because yeah. I mean, what like seventy-seven players? That's what like got to be like five five rounds of Swiss and then maybe maybe they, they must have. I don't know how they, they didn't talk about how they handled it, but it almost like they have to separate it out into separate tournaments and not really cross them over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's that's not that is seventy seven people for an armory. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the, my ten twelve people far away from that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't... we we actually we're still in my local area. We go from depending on the time of year and season, we'll go from like six to maybe twelve. Uh, so in my local uh, store. Um, we get quite a few more for the, like the skirmish and the pro quest, um, mm, but yeah, for just the weekly armory. Um, yeah. It's around there. Yeah. I still feel like it's a good consistent number of people. Like I used to run raw deal tournaments and I used to get only about anywhere between eight to 10 people. If we had, we'd maybe have a few people. If like the prize kit was good, we'd maybe get a few people from, from a bit further afield. Like we had a couple like the Shrewsbury guys who would see, pretty regular when the kits were like good um and a few of the lads from stoke had dropped by but generally eight to ten people was what i was looking at and that was a once a month event as well so that was pretty pretty consistent so yeah i don't know i feel like 10 to 12 is is a good even six yeah, to 12 it, is and a it good is number. depending on eric because like i know that our scene so we have near me uh, the metro area for dc is actually um dc uh, maryland and virginia kind of all uh, together and the stores that are in maryland which are pretty far from me um 
have a, quite a bit more attendance. So it's just wherever the you know players are concentrated because um, those armories uh, usually get on up closer to twenty uh, a session. So wow. yeah, it really just is. You never know how the makeup's going to be. Um, I assume when you're closer to like universities and more students and things, you might get more people to your armories, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. So we'll move forward. So what yeah, sure. is the thought process? What was the, what was the, um, I need to open an online store. <laughs> <laughs> I, it really probably wasn't one, uh, thing. Um, it was more, I really like this game. I'd like to see it succeed. Um, I'd like to, you know, be involved as much as I can with helping it to succeed. And, uh, I had a theory that especially early on, it's not as much the case now, singles were not going to be easily, uh, found their TCG player at the time was not carrying it. Um, there wasn't, uh, eBay might have a few here and there, etc. Uh, but, um, I actually wrote LSS and said, hey, here's the deal. I'm only finding the product uh, by mail order. Uh, eventually, I had a local game store that had it. Um, I really like it. Uh, I myself cannot run a local game store. I have a, you know, already have a nine to five job. I, I'm not going to quit it, etc. cetera. Um, but I'd love to help any way I can. Uh, so, uh, and it was also, this is again during lockdowns. So I had a lot of extra time. So I researched like, how to start uh, a business, how to do the procedures, you know, basically in the U S for doing that. Um, and how to get in, you know, up on running with e-commerce, uh, et cetera. So LSS wrote me back and said, look, um, thanks for offering. We're happy to have you help. Uh, here's the deal. We'll allow you to make an account with the distributors by product, but okay. because you're not brick and mortar, we're going to kind of um, lock you down to singles only, single cards only. Uh, and then b they had me put like some disclaimers on my site about how I'm not affiliated with LSS, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So uh, I, I said, yeah, absolutely. So that's what I do. That's why I don't have sealed on my online store. Mm -hmm. I only have um, singles and it's, that's part of the, the deal, part of the stipulation. Um, at, actually there was a, a a handful of us that started doing that in the U.S. Uh, with uh, with online stores, uh, I'm think I might be the last one still doing it in the U.S. At least, okay. Because um, either some of the like uh, I started so two guys that I really closely talked with that had web stores were um, Travis uh, with uh, Forged uh, uh, Forged. Uh, what uh, what can I say it? Um, Fab Foundry. <laughs> Um, okay. And, uh, he opened a brick and mortar shop. So he graduated basically from online uh, to brick nice. and mortar. Um, and then, uh, I did, uh, I was working with Mitch who, um, had the, what was his store's name? Um, oh, geez. I am, yeah, everything's leaving my, my head today. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, he, after about a year and a half or so, just decided it it wasn't for him and, and stopped selling it. Uh, okay. um, and I, there may have been one or two others. I don't know, but after those two left, um, I had one of the meetings with uh, LSS at one, at uh, one of the events. And uh, it was mentioned that they believed I was the last legacy as they call it um, uh, account, meaning accounts allowed to buy from distribution that aren't brick and mortar. 
Oh, nice. Uh, okay. So uh, I've just kept up with it. Um, it's very possible uh, in the future I just won't be relevant. Um, but for now, people are still buying. Um, I'm happy to provide another source for singles. Um, if they ever really get into the LGSs, like if all the LGSs start really selling singles and stocking them, I probably will. I'll have to just, you know, bow out, which I'm happy to do because um, I won't be as relevant then. But until then, if people need it, I'm happy to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I was actually going to say, like, do, do you have any um, in-store working in a store experience? Was was Did you have that in your background? Not at all. No. Um, no, I'm uh yeah, no, I'm a I'm a computer engineer. I'm an IT guy. I don't run business. Mm. I don't have any business history, anything like that. So, oh, nice. um, it was uh, it, it, like I, I did all the research during COVID for, and that was just for doing an online shop. Mm. Um, I started off uh, with a free platform, um, and I just to make sure I was gonna you know do okay with it, and just to see how well uh, the business took off if it was going to before I invested too much into it. Okay. Um, and outgrew that pretty quickly. So then I went over to Shopify, which is what a lot of people use now. Um, and uh, you learned how to use Shopify, set up the site, and then uh, uh, it got a business license, got a, in the US, we call them LLCs, limited liability corporations. That's basically telling the government you're going to be a, a business, essentially. Okay. Um, so that I sounds like that Company's out. House over here. We okay. have Company's House. You basically have to register a business with them and they have all your details in a public uh, forum, yep. basically so the tax yeah. man can come after you if he needs to. That's precisely <laughs> what this is. We do it on a state by state basis. It's not federal. Um, but, okay. Uh, I registered with my state to form an LLC essentially so that they know that I exist and that I'm a business. Oh, nice. It's funny you say, cause I've, I've just um, this past week filed my, um, cause I set up uh, a limited company uh, last year. Yeah with the intention of opening up my own brick and more to store, which I'm now more closer the, to doing. Um, I'm hoping by the end of the year. Oh, that's um, fantastic. Uh, but I just had to file my my online annual online filings because last year I filed as dormant because I wasn't sure. active. Doing anything, yeah. Um, I didn't realize you had to do that yearly. It's got a very angry angry letter through the uh, the door from uh, her, his majesty's revenues and customs service I mean, like your accounts are overdue like, what accounts i've got i've got no accounts yeah, yeah. got nothing to tell you apparently yeah, yeah you got to do that every year so that was like yeah. another 170 pounds of my money gone on a company that is yet to start trading Oof. um that's good uh, I, yeah i have to pay i think 50 us a year just to register the keep the business registered oh Man, it was it was like forty nine plus VAT for the dormant accounts. Then it's like another hundred plus VAT for filing like tax. Despite the fact I've had not no earned tax anything, to file. yeah, not no tax to file, but you've <laughs> got to file it. I'm so this is absolutely despicable. And I'm too. I'm not. I'd rather just get someone to do it. Um, when I'm open and I'm I'm running it, I'm hoping to take it all on and do it all myself. Um, and I know a couple of people who are accountants who will. Uh, no doubt be very handy in that time sure. period um what was the was it i suppose was it easy to learn it's probably the wrong question how how steep would you say the learning curve was going into it and being like whoa what's all this now uh it actually wasn't that bad a lot of the yeah. stuff with like shopify or whatever is automated 
Um, so it's really just learning their interface and learning how to do it. Um, I had a little bit of background with web stuff going through my education. So I could tweak the website a little bit, just knowing a little bit of um, scripting and uh, HTML, okay. basically. Uh, but not much. I mean, it was really pick template, set up template, press go. I mean, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was not bad. Um, and again, it's I'm, maybe I'm oversimplifying it. I, again, I was, I was furloughed. I wasn't going into work for COVID. So I had lots of time to read and create uh, the business. Um, like I could not, I'm fairly sure if I had, if COVID hadn't happened and I was just going to work regularly, I wouldn't have a shop right now. No. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons it's been delayed so much for me is because I didn't get furloughed. Not as much as people like to tell me I was, um, we were, we were office based. Um, they basically just said work from home. They'd already, they'd already given us laptops, um, well before the pandemic hit, they were moving everyone's laptops just in case anybody ever needed to work from home. There you go. (laughs) So I I was on paternity when the, when the pandemic hit and I remember being called by my manager and she was like, Hey, you've still got your laptop, haven't you? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, can you connect it to the VPN? via your home internet i was like oh of course i can yeah she's yeah. like yeah because you ain't coming back to the office i literally have worked longer now at my of my parents like office space than i have ever than i ever worked in the office working for oh crazy um yeah. so you're still uh, uh working remote yeah yeah, yeah. i'm oh, never wow. going back and especially now because they've moved they've got rid of us they've they've two peters over to another company um and that company don't have office space they don't do offices everybody works from home so yeah yeah now they're going to be stepping back fucking up again I think a lot of the world <laughs> is changing uh into that um although it's there is some we read in the news here in the u.s every now and then about i guess some of the bigger companies um wanting to get back to an office yeah. Uh, and, and kind of almost threatening people that if you don't come back into the office, at least so many days a week, we're going to fire you, et cetera. So I think they're trying to get back to a little bit of an office, yeah. but obviously the workforce isn't having it. I, I, I'm a bit thingy on it. So I, I like the fact, cause basically I worked in Stoke. So to put that into context, it's like, depending on traffic could be a 15 minute drive. It could be a 45 minute drive. It really depends on traffic. Um, I have to get on a road called the A500, which is which is renowned for not being the most cooperative of roads. Um, so I could set off from here at like seven in the morning and maybe not get to work till quarter to eight. I could set yeah. off here at seven o'clock in the morning and maybe be there by 20 past. It, 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 it depended on the day of the week. Know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... So a part of me is like, I no longer have to do that drive. I save an absolute fortune on diesel. Sure. I'm I'm barely putting any diesel in my car at the moment. Um, and then it's like, that's great. But on the flip side, sitting on my own in a little box room with my dad downstairs because he's retired. So he's he's downstairs potting around. I mean, I get that going home and coming going to work experience because I don't live with my parents anymore. I, I commute in. And then, so I get that. But... I, I don't know, part of me would like to be back in the office and be with people. But sure. then, on the flip side of that, I'm very happy with the money I'm saving not and the time I'm saving not traveling, <laughs> which I'm very grateful for. 
So I don't know. It's a bit of a. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I have my job is very hands on, um, on uh, kind of manual labor. So installing things. Uh, so I, I don't have that option. Yeah, I remember you saying when we were in uh, uh, Birmingham, actually, that you like you do a lot of traveling uh, for work. Yeah, um, going around the world basically to do uh, IT uh, upgrades, installs, configurations, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, how's the the Marriott miles going? Are they, are they are we still topping up? Uh, trying. Uh, yeah, the Marriott <laughs> is they're hard actually to find. It's definitely a U.S. more centric brand, so they're harder mm-hmm. to find uh, internationally. UK is different. I can find them in the UK enough, but in other countries, Marriott's not that big. So, oh, okay. Um, fortunately, I have other you know programs with Hilton <laughs> and other things, but uh, um, mostly uh, I can be more consistent with the airlines. Uh, so I have a, a lot of status with United Airlines uh, oh, in nice. particular, just because the airport I'm right next to, um, they primarily fly or united is like a hub there kind of thing so i i mostly uh, just fly united ah uh, what you say like because obviously we didn't know the moxie was a was a marriott um yeah and then we're in there like oh it's a, it's a marriott hotel oh, okay yeah it's like yeah, i, I got had my never miles. heard of it either <laughs> until i went to the uk like i apparently they have them in the u.s like uh, new york has okay. a moxie and some others but yeah when i i had never heard of it um so somebody else had told me about it and they said oh it's actually a marriott property and i was like interesting so that's why i had booked it um but yeah i like it <laughs> with the super with the super secret meeting room by the bar <laughs> i don't want to know what that room is uh it's <laughs> it, they said it was a karaoke room but that was not karaoke going on in that room so that, that was, yeah d- d- no. d- yeah she came out of that room she'd not touched a drop of her drink <laughs> no, no. and we would have heard them singing i'm pretty sure uh, at least some other, kind of actually. music yeah <laughs> some kind of music there was no music playing from that room no nope. you um, couldn't hear a bass line you couldn't hear anything yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, you know what i keep watching that i, I can't help myself it was and actually what she looked pretty disappointed coming out of that room <laughs> i think she was disappointed i i he he was clearly not in like because i think he worked behind the bar so i'll put this into context so we're sat at this table myself uh this is before as turned up wasn't it so it'd be myself uh you um uh mason and mason, uh, yeah. dave and and this this young lady and young gentleman come walking past us and open a door that we didn't even know was there no, it was like and, out of nowhere <laughs> and and enter this secret room on like the left hand side of us yeah and we're like what the hell is that <laughs> And then I think as joins us then, and then like maybe 10 minutes after they exit the room, she's, she's not touched a drop of a drink. (laughs) He is looking, he's just looking as miserable as he was when he went in. And like you said, she looked a little bit disappointed. So, so God knows what happened, but either they had a fight or either they, uh, you know, (laughs) had just some alone time. Had some alone time. Cuddling. (laughs) A little bit, a little heavy petting. (laughs) <laughs> They're cuddling in a very special way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just really funny. That even us was like, we should go in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, was, I can't help it. I keep watching the video of him, what he did from, from, from uh, Birmingham. And it's just that bit where he's coming out of the hotel in the door. And then you're like, I'm going around again. Oh, yeah. He's... And then he gets stuck. <laughs> and then he gets stuck. <laughs> and we all just stood outside laughing. It's like this guy, um, and then of course the he spends more than any of us in the restaurant 
and he doesn't eat a drop of he doesn't eat a single morsel of food. <laughs> no, just the dude can drink. Uh, it, it's uh, going out with him is so much fun. Um, yeah, like, he does like he does that. Like what he did that night where he bought what was it four? Was it four? Four cocktails. Yeah. Four she cocktails was like, "It's buy one get one free. Do you want do you want one or two? He's like two. So so you want do you want the two like buy one get one free or do you want two and get two free? He's like no. Two. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want boom, four, four drinks. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, like, I don't know if you saw it, but he later posted the video where he and I had met up at Spoon. Yes. Yeah. And in that instance, he, like, ordered two pitchers of a cocktail. And yeah. I, I didn't catch it when he ordered it, I don't think, because I remember them setting them down and I was like, what? what are you doing? <laughs> like, do you need a straw? Like, it's, nope. <laughs> yep. It was, uh, I, I was very, very impressed. I used to think I was a drinker. I'm, I'm put to, put to shame by that man's prowess when it comes to, uh, downing he's, ale. He's so fun to do that with too. Like, mm. even if I can't quite keep up with him, he's a blast. Yeah. Cause, Cause you can sort of see in the video it was all sitting, just looking at him <laughs> and he's just like, Wah! we're all there. Like, oh boy. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Absolute legend. Absolutely. Um, has uh running the website been has it been pretty smooth sailing has there been any any sort of massive things where you've been like ready to just click the x button in the top right and close the site down <laughs> <laughs> um not not really i mean I, I i i'm a pretty easygoing guy so like i don't get a lot of emotion or passion into it just because i don't think i should because you know that can be unhealthy um the only time I got a little scared uh, was, uh, was it a recent set? Uh, was it, uh, I get it, it, was it Uprising or was it Dynasty? Um, I think it was Uprising, the supplemental. Um, not Dynasty. The, oh, Dynasty. Dynasty, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Dynasty, the supplemental set. Um, mm. Though the cards in that set uh, really were where they kind of started shifting. Um, the game design and instead of power creep, they were actually quite a bit less powerful um, and mm. weren't game breaking, which is, I think probably a great decision. Like, I think that's when Gottlieb started joining in and helping with the design design decisions. Um, I think it was a good decision. However, for a single store, and I actually, I went on uh, Kel's uh, channel and talked about this a little bit. Um, those cards did not sell for a lot. Uh, so like the, the legendaries were going for, you know, twelve dollars uh, U.S. Yeah. The you know the the majestics were selling for fifty cents, and um, I can't I can't make a profit that way. So, mm. other than the marvels, essentially, those were the only ones that really brought in any money. I yeah. I did not even cover my initial investment for that set. Wow. So I also really just had poor poor luck with my pulls on that set. Um, didn't pull that. I think I pulled one fabled, if I remember right, or wow. in in uh, I think I did 150 boxes for that, or 140 boxes, um, and it just I just didn't do well on it, and so that you know that that feels bad. However, every set prior to that had treated me quite well, um, so I didn't I wasn't going to give up. I just no. made a note that that was not a good set for me, um, and kept going, and it's it's gotten better. Um, the uh, um, this one has been a little tough too. Uh, Dust till dawn, um, outsiders was really good. I had I had some good luck with that one. Uh, Dust till dawn, 
Uh, I haven't again had good luck with the marbles, which is really where the money is for this this particular mm. set as well. And the legendaries, unfortunately, have really dropped in value. So um, they have they've absolutely yeah. um, uh, plummeted. But like, I'm not I'm not down yeah. on it. So it's not as bad as I was with Dynasty. Um, it's just it's not making as much as I would hope uh, to kind of justify doing it. Um, I'm really I've got well. I don't really know what to think about bright lights uh, as from a single seller perspective. Um, I was originally pretty concerned because it's uh, a very targeted mechanologist set. Yes. So I was like, as a singles retailer, are people that don't play mechanologist going to buy any of it? Uh, so I don't know. Um, I'm getting a little um, more or less apprehensive about it as I'm seeing these uh, spoilers that have started to trickle out that are non mech. Yes, cars. I was going to ask you how you're feeling about them, actually. Yeah. So I, the 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 couple like that Assassin Majestic that just came out, um, really really good the, card, I think. Um, the two for six, the attack. Yes. Yeah, uh, does look good. It that one looks really good. So I think maybe there's enough cards in there that uh, it'll help me as a singles retailer to um, recoup costs and uh, hopefully uh, be net positive. Um, I did go in a little less than I normally do just to hedge, hedge myself a little bit. Yeah. So I didn't buy an initial allotment as much as I normally did uh, just to kind of test the waters. Uh, mm. So we'll see. Um, but I, I'm not at this point at all concerned about, uh, you know, going into the, uh, the red at all. Uh, okay. So I, I'm not for sure for the year. I feel very good about that. So I'll be in the black for the year. Uh, if that ever did start to happen, I'd, ha I'd have some concerns. And that would actually probably just tell me that there's either um, enough uh, resources out there for people to buy singles that I'm mm. not needed um, and, and or the market is just uh, saturated uh, and it's mm. hard to work in a saturated market. So uh, it's likely to be one of the two. Uh, and either way, I'll, I can make those decisions as I come, but I'm not uh, considering it currently. Yeah, because at the moment in the UK, we've seen sort of a, a bit of a surge in single sellers. So Mox in the Hole, um, Thistle Tavern, you've got Flesh and Blood cards. Then obviously you've got Card Market, which mm -hmm. is, is your big... Yeah, it's like the TCG player of Europe. Yeah. Yes, basically, yes. It's, it, that's where I get... I've had a lot of my dribs and drabs from like, Oh, I'm missing this. I need this. Um, that's where I'm getting a lot of mine yep. from. No, I see um, TCG player is the biggest, uh, um, market for cards in the U S. Uh, so I try to match, um, for the most part, uh, the, the prices at TCG player. Uh, however, um, where I really try to kind of step up is my service. Um, yeah. I, I will not ship without tracking, no matter how small of an order it is. So all orders are tracked. Um, I pack how, what I say is I pack how I would like to receive cards. So I ship cards in a way that um, are protected. You know, I, every card gets a sleeve. Yeah. Um, I put uh, things in the package to kind of make it more rigid. I use a fairly rigid bubble mailer um, yep. and just, you know, protect them. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a little OCD, and so that comes into this, uh, uh, and how I pack and how I ship. And just, uh, you know, when I mess up, I 
I fully own up to it and I make it right without having any more of costs to the customer. So like, I just try to provide as good a customer service I, as I can to help bring people back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, this actually neatly brings me on to my next question, actually. Sure. Um, those little uh, cardboard envelopes you ship your cards out in are spectacular. And I've, I've actually, cause I, I occasionally sell some singles online, uh, mm-hmm. mainly eBay, just the odd one or two. If I pull anything that I don't want or get prizes, I don't want I sell yeah. them. Um, I have actually saved them <laughs> oh, yeah. to reuse them. No, they're um, fantastic. They're recyclable. They're, they're reusable. Yeah. Um, they, and I'll give a shout out to uh, shipping shield. That's the company. Is it? Um, uh... Yeah, it's a it's another small business uh, guy. He's fantastic. Um, he, you can find him on Twitter and follow him there. Ship, Shipping Shield uh, is his handle at Shipping Shield or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, he I followed him for a little while when he first started, and he actually was selling out like crazy. Uh, and right. later he started printing on them. So like my newest ones have the logo on them and everything. Yeah. Um, and I love them over top loaders for the fact that I feel better about sending them out because they provide just as much protection, but they're recyclable and they're reusable, uh, in the same. So they're, you know, it's not plastic, so it's Mm. just better. Yeah. I, I'm like, um, so put it into context for anyone who hasn't ordered from you. Uh, yeah, you get the nice, a very, very nice, um, uh, protected envelope now, um, also get little notepad for the uh, health tracking pad yeah yeah which is fantastic and that's part of what makes it rigid like that's the purpose for that is to make the package uh you know not the cards won't be bent etc yeah and also quite often a handwritten note thank you for your order i'll uh i I try to just do a quick thank you on the note especially if you're a repeat customer if i know you um you know I'll, Mm. i'll write a little something on there uh, it, it really like, uh, just in case someone gets one without that, sometimes, especially at release, the volume is so high. I don't have time to hand do all of them. Um, but as the volume decreases, uh, I do my best to make it personable, um, and to, uh, kind of, uh, you know, show you that I care essentially. Well, that's, I'm not going to lie to you. That's one of the reasons I've come back. Like I've been, uh, not just because of, uh, through ours, but, but because it's like, well, actually, you know what? Yeah. Shipping, shipping, shipping to get to the yeah. UK. Everyone's just got to understand that. But the the nice package, the 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 uh, the pad, the nice note. Like it was like, oh hey Tom, looking forward to meeting you in Birmingham. Uh, yeah, looking forward to meeting you in Birmingham, mate. You know what? Absolutely fantastic. You can't you can't really beat that. Um, and as you said, we had a minor incident. I got a non foil card instead of a foil one. You're like, no problem. Yeah. Send it out for you. And literally. You sent it out for me. It wasn't even a problem. It's like, yeah, keep keep the on foil one, whatever. Just, 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 yeah. I'll get you your card out to you. That's the type of thing that I appreciate. And I know when I've had issues when I've been selling things before, it's been like, okay, this is what we'll do. Let's sort it out. And it's been very like I've had positive feedback on orders that haven't that's been returned or orders that haven't completed or, or whatever. And I've had yeah. positive feedback because they've been like, you know what, the guy was super nice to speak to. He sorted the problem out. It, and that person has then actually bought from me again, weirdly enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's how you get that positive reputation. That's how you get people uh, knocking back on the door. I'm hoping, again, touch wood, uh, that will be the result when I get a, a physical store that people will go, actually, I know this guy. He's, he's absolutely. Uh, sounds a pound, he'll sort me out. Actually, I will, 
do a little spin story here, actually. The card in question was Oblivion, the yep. uh, set uh, specialization. Yep. Um, I took... So the foil one is in my collect- my collection, my personal folder full of cool foils that I like the look of. Um, sure. And I took the non-foil one with me to Leeds because I was going to play as Vincent. Nice. Then I made the decision to play as Chain. Um, and if you have watched, I didn't play as either. I ended up playing as KO because I lost two cards from my Chain deck. <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't know where they are. I still haven't found them now. Um, oh, geez. But I then thought, it's fine. I'll just play as Vincent. Then I realized I'd done a massive trade-in to fleshandbluecards.com yeah. because they had a Bravo star of the show, Cole Foil Marvel. And I had a load of stuff in my folder that they wanted. And then we got to 52 pounds. They wanted 60 for the card mm-hmm. got to 52 pounds. And I was like, they were like, have you got anything else that you might want to get rid of? And I literally was like looking through their buy list. And I was like, they want non-foil oblivions. And because at this point I'd already decided to play as chain, yep. I was like, okay. So they gave me like three quid for the bat, and then they yeah. gave me fiver for a, um, a, a foil common I had in my folder. They're like, oh, we'll give you money for that. I was like, okay, have it. So I ended up, luckily, it ended up um, getting me a Bravo Star. I, I hope you get a cold foil Bravo. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I was like, you know what? I, I sat there afterwards. I was like, I need to tell Jim about Ashley because I'm, I'm sure there'll be a point. That makes like, it even more special. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like, and yeah, it was super awesome. I like the guy handed it me. I was like, cause he was like, Oh, I'm selling them for 60. I was like, well, it's still quite expensive, but I was looking through his buy list. I've got, I've got loads of these cards in my, my trades folder. I just handed him my trades folder and he just pulled half of it out. Yeah. Like stuff. I was like, it's been sat in there for ages. Why has nobody ever had this stuff off me before? This guy was sure. like, I want to buy them. I want to buy them. Get them, get them in, get them in. And then he was giving me like, if on trade, he was giving me like 10% extra. So he was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to give you X, but actually I'm going to give you X plus 10%. And I was like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. And I was like, I'm going to have to tell Jim about that. So yeah, so thank you, sir. You helped yeah, me get, you helped me just, just Thanks not the, have the to pay. That, or whatever that happened to it. That always, you know, warms me up too. Yeah, like it's, it's like, uh, so he's so he's now in my, my extended art uh, part of my folder as well, which is pretty sweet. Um so yeah, thank you very much. And um, next question: uh, yeah. goals for the store. So, is there any? Do you have any goals? Do Do you want to? Is there a goal to maybe expand further? Maybe get other games in? Is Is there anything in the future that you want to do? Sure. Um, it's open. Like I said, I'm really going to have to feel out the market and see uh, how how it goes. Um, I don't think uh, I'm actually not that far from retirement. Uh, from my my normal nine to five job uh once i retire uh, i don't see just by myself opening up a brick and mortar um if i had some friends that wanted to go into that together i could see that happening uh and i would obviously push to primarily uh um run flesh flesh and blood um Mm. and help with that uh so that's a possibility Uh, otherwise uh once i have more time i could try to expand the business a little bit put more effort into it really um so that's a possibility uh it really it really just i'm playing it by ear to be honest i don't have a specific long-term goal uh i'm staying flexible um 
and kind of kind of going with uh, the, the the flow, as they say. Um, nice. it, it's. I mean, obviously, I'd like to keep with it. I enjoy the game mm. so much. I like running the store. I like doing that, but um, it's got to make sense too. Uh, but so far, it does. That's it. So um, I, as long as it makes sense, I'll keep doing it. Oh, fair play. Do you have any personal goals in the TCG space? Do you do you have maybe an eye on? If you say you're going to have a bit more time on your hands potentially in the future, do you think actually I'm going to try hard this and try and get like a PQ under my belt or or try and get a ticket to a try and get an invite to a pro tour? Is there any is there any goals in that that category? So the closest thing to that I'd say I 100% absolutely looking forward to playing more uh, once I have more time, <laughs> uh, just in general, and that could I'm sure lead to doing you know more tournaments and performing better in them, etc., and being able mm. to get to the higher level. Um, however, what I'm really looking forward to is however they put out PVE. And I will okay. probably put a lot into the PVE um, just because, um, again, I'm a big fan now of D&D. &D. Uh, mm. I really like playing it. And to me, that's D&D &D with cards. So um, I'm no doubt they're going to do a fantastic job. So when they do eventually unveil that, um, I I'll go all in. Okay. Nice. If you have a random question, actually, we'll throw it at you. Have you ever played any of like the the co-op LCGs, like uh, Arkham Horror or, or Lord of the Rings? I so badly want to. I just don't have the time. I've actually bought. Yeah. Uh, Kel kind of advised me on what to buy originally. He's a huge fan of Arkham Horror. As yeah, no. He said, yeah. 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 Um, uh, and so I, 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 I have bought some of this the starter stuff. It's just oh, nice. uh, I don't. Um, most of the people I play right now with in-person tabletop games, it's not flesh and blood. Uh, we're playing D and D. So um, I've pitched it to them and I've had some interest, but we just haven't nailed down the time to like figure it out and play it. Uh, so I would really like to, I think I would really enjoy it. Uh, but the flesh and blood PVE is going to be, I'm already a foot in the door because it's flesh and blood. So and blood, yeah. it'll, it'll be easier to go to the local game store and, you know, hey, let's let's yeah. get a, an adventure going. You know, or even online. Like, mm, I have yeah. a feeling that will be conducive to webcam kind of games more so than the competitive PVE PVP play. Uh, we'll yeah. see, but um, uh, any any way I can, I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna be thoroughly into it. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to PVE. I must admit, I'm I'm big on Arkham Horror. That's how me and Kel actually started talking in the first place because I'd put into his Discord I'd like an Arkham Horror channel at one point and I, I was like one of like yeah. maybe three people right yeah, He was there. the one that, that really uh, I had heard of it and I had had interest in it and then he just really escalated that interest. Yeah, it's such a good game. I've tried to get I, like I had a play group um, unfortunately one of them's moved to Canada uh, so not had a chance to really set up and with time being limited as it is if i get time i do kind of want it to be flesh and blood rather than than anything else yeah. unfortunately outcomes kind of fizzled for me at the moment but i would love to get it back i'm hoping my friend's back from canada over christmas and he's already said we need to get like a one-shot game going so we're already nice. <clears throat> we're already penciling that in for when he mm -hmm. comes back and we'll get together and we'll do um one of the standalone scenarios um which are loads of fun to play through um yeah but that'll be a blast yeah. i'll get to it one day i really will i just need to 
force myself to make time for it. We need to figure out how we can do it via webcam and we'll get like Kel on and I'll, I'll oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it with you yeah. and then we'll find, we'll find a fo- I reckon Hazard love it. He keeps, he keeps humming and ahhing about it. I reckon Hazard love it. Um, I don't think it would take much to convince him to play. Yeah. No, cause he loves the, um, like the Eldritch horror games and the mm-hmm. Arkham horror board games and stuff like that. So I, I don't think it's a far shift to, to pull him in. I keep saying, we'll do it, dude. We'll do it. Um, <laughs> right. Well, dude, that we will leave it there um okay. it's been an absolute blast uh having you on sir um oh, thanks a lot man it has it's been so much fun before we we get out of here i will open the floor uh, for you to plug everything anything anywhere you are <laughs> yeah uh i haven't been terribly active on social media i'm well i'm most active on twitter uh of all the platforms so you can find me on twitter at fabtcg cards uh obviously the website is fabtcgcards.com um, if you support uh, either Kel or Steven, so either Red Zone Rogue or DM Armada, their Patreons, uh, you actually can get, or as, excuse me, um, so any of the three, uh, uh, all three of them uh, give out a 10% off code every month that's good for one order, um, 10% off the site. Um, so that's a good way to kind of collect everything you need at one time and get 10% off of it. Um, so that's primarily uh, where you'll find me online and uh, what I'm doing. Otherwise, I'm on Discord quite a bit, uh, so you can find me through there. Uh, but otherwise, hopefully, As and I will do another Azalea Cult soon, and uh, you'll see me there. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you, everyone, for for listening. Uh, you can follow us on social media, Instagram, Big Boss Book Club, X, Big Boss 010, uh, Facebook, Big Boss Book Club. You've already heard the hive social malarkey. Um <laughs> You can now also listen to this show on YouTube. It will be released the day after uh, this comes out in audio. Um, Big Boss Book Club, please give us a like, follow, subscribe. If you do subscribe, you will receive some exclusive content thrown through your window, wrapped in porn, just so you can hide the degeneracy of what you're actually listening to. You know what? I'll throw a 10% off code for your exclusive uh, folks. Uh, I'll have to give to you. So if you subscribe, you can get a 10% off code from Fat Disney Cards as well. Oh, see, there you go. Even more reasons to follow. Go give the go give us a follow. Go get subscribe and do the right thing. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This has been Jim from FabTCGCards.com. I'm Big Boss. We are out. Peace. <laughs>